You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Grounded. My name is Erica Hirsch, and I am your host. As always, please forgive any audio hiccups. We are still improving our virtual process. On this episode of Grounded, I sat down with Charles Sekafitz, or Chuck, as the students like to call him. Charles is the program chair for Chemeketa Community College's electronics department. I wanted to learn specifically more about the department's renewable energy management program. It's a really fun conversation. Charles takes us through the program's origins, who it's for, the energy job market after graduating, and an energy plan offer I know you're not going to want to miss. So let's sit back, have some fun, and listen. Hello, Chuck. Welcome to Grounded. I'm so glad you're here. Can you please uh, introduce yourself and your role with Chemeketa's Electronics Department and specifically the Renewable Energy Management Program? Yes, uh, my name is Charles Sekafitz. I'm the Program Chair for the Electronics Department at Chemeketa Community College and the Renewable Energy Management Program. Uh, That also includes uh, an industrial uh, electronics as well as a... um, a robotics degree. Those programs, when were they created? So in 1954, the uh, Chemeketa Electronics was actually Salem Kaiser School District's uh, founding one with nursing at the oh, Salem wow. Tech Vogue in yeah. West Salem. And so we've been around since 1954 in Salem and as long with a nursing program. And so the we kind of started out not so much electronics, but it started out as TV repair and some electronics and more electronics and to the point that we've actually morphed into many different things from doing IC mask and networking. Uh, most recently, one of our latest ones that we've uh, gotten rid of was our networking and process control, but we tend to look for the wave of what's needed to be out there in industry and try to figure out a degree if uh, possible, if needed, to uh, to fulfill that need, such as recently right now we have a NSF grant to work with the food and beverage industry in the state of Oregon, and we're uh, determining what type of certificates or degrees which might be plausible for the food and beverage industry technicians to help them uh, not only gain more momentum, but actually not increase their knowledge skill, knowledge base. Developing and designing education for what's needed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exciting. And then I'm not, excuse me if, if you did mention it, but how long have you been with the program or with Chemeketa? Well, uh, I'm a past graduate, so I graduated in 92 from Chemeketa, and at that point I went to work for industry. I came back, I've been at Chemeketa since 1998, and uh, so I've been there 21 years. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so getting deeper into that, what types Mm -hmm. of renewable energy jobs does the program prepare people for, for students for it? Well, we're preparing students typically for the for two parts. One is to be a technician in that field, and and we're and we're being very broad based on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the technician field that we're looking at is from our small uh, businesses to medium sized businesses, but not big energy producers. Maybe a solar farm or something like that. But we're taking a much more holistic approach to renewable energy, where students are learning about not just solar, not just about wind, not just about any one type of biomass or nuclear energy. Uh, they're learning about all of it, and they're trying to figure out uh, for a site, for the resources of a site or a business and what they have 
what's available to them and what could they use. So we're we're, uh, we're looking at jobs that could be uh, in the wind farms, that could be in the solar industry, they could be in the biomass, up at, like Ferris Lumber up there. Um, they could be even having their own businesses, just doing basically uh, research and uh, making some uh, determinations, which is kind of what they do in their capstone project. They have to make a, a, uh, a determination as to what a business should do to increase or decrease their, their input or energy output. So, I mean, it's kind of a, it, we're a little different beast, but our, at the base of it is a technician base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Um, to me, when I hear that, it seems to increase the the chances of success. When yeah, yeah there, it's more broad. They can think what they like, what they don't like, where they can help, what they want to do. It seems like that's that's what you guys are geared for. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, most of the time the students will come in with the, with blinders on. They want to get into renewable energy and all they want to do is get into solar. And we try to make sure they understand that, you know, uh, Oregon itself has a very rich geothermal uh, opportunities that we just don't dive into very much. And uh, so all of a sudden they start seeing those type of things and those opportunities and what could really happen. And you know, it's nice. Uh, again, it's a it's a very big eye opener for a lot of the students. Smart. Very cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the data that I learned from from our own report. So that renewable energy jobs are the second largest section of clean energy jobs. And as I'm sure you know, those kind of kind of vary in what types and that sort of thing. But it's continuing to grow. When your students graduate, are, are these jobs that that we have this data for, are they available to them? Can, can they go out and get these jobs? In, in many cases they can. Uh, and the unfortunate thing is that sometimes the those jobs are much more tailored directly specifically to like wind and they want some climbing experience or they want to have some other uh, experiences that they, or licenses, which is students just don't have. And so therefore it kind of makes it very difficult for them to do that. Uh, but there are some other jobs that are out there that the, and, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of the jobs that the students will find is be in a, again, an industrial facility. And then the industrial facility will say, hey, we're looking at doing this because you have this background. So typically an employer might find the student with a double degree, which is what most of our students will have, mm-hmm. and say, wow, there's an opportunity here for us to leverage this person's knowledge. And so the degree itself typically will make another job or make a a, a new job for these students within the company that they've got hired for. So that's kind of more of the market that we're really trying to do. And we're trying to, again, we know that those jobs are out there, but if we can start changing those folks in the mindset of the employers, which don't have anything like that with the knowledge of our students have, we're going to increase our the renewable energy, uh, you know, utilization, and uh, pretty much what. And again, I'll I'll put this way here: we teach conservation first. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. teach turn off the lights. We turn. That's what yeah. we teach right. here first. First and foremost is conservation, and it's amazing uh, what uh, the students do. So it's kind of they they go in there with the conservation. Um, mindset and that helps change that business too 
That's exciting. I heard you say with a dual degree or double degree. Yeah. Um, dual dual degree. No. Sorry. What's a um? What's the a good combo or what do you do more often? Wow. So a lot of our students will come in. We we're all in the renewable energy, and we look at the job market that's currently right now. It's going to be in two years, and uh, we know that the when a student graduates with a renewable energy management degree, they get really pinholed into a very specific job market. And I'm, I need to make sure these students are employed at all locations at any given time. And so the majority of these students will pick up the industrial electronics degree at the same time. It's only a few credits difference and uh, a little bit more, about 15 credits difference. And they can pick up that degree and then be employable even during the times which they're not employed within a renewable energy area. And so they, they kind of get two degrees and at the same time, within the same amount of time, they are become much more employable to those folks who see that because they go, wow, they got two degrees in the same amount of time. They have this extra knowledge, we can leverage it. So uh, that's really the, the closest one to it is the industrial electronics. And we really try to get them to take that as well as that renewable energy. Nice. Seems like that would also equate to down the road more career um, satisfaction as well having you know different places and things you could go through and one of the nice things that i've always found with career exploration and the more you move on is sometimes you discover you maybe didn't like what you liked five five you know two five ten years ago and having that complementary degree that sounds really resourceful yeah and the uh industrial one uh has a two we have a two plus two with uh uh, Oregon Tech up in Wilsonville, where they can go up there and do an operational management degree. So after a few years in the field, whether it's industrial field or re renewable energy management aspect of it, they could actually go up there and take their operational management degree and get their bachelor's and continue on to OGI or to uh, PSU also. So there is definitely a roadmap for these students to continue on. Options. That's great. Mm -hmm. Right. So I started saying earlier, but one of my favorite aspects about energy jobs is that they can span every sector, every industry. That's really exciting. And as looking as I was looking through your site, there's this fabulous list of companies that have uh, hired your graduates. Do you see some of them as the, the best ones to reach out to for, for these new graduates or any up and coming ones here in Oregon? Well, I think there's some really cool up and coming ones. Um, one particularly that I've been watching for a number of years, uh, which is new scale nuclear reactors out of uh, yeah. Jetta, Corvallis. And I actually, I, I remember when the Westinghouse was first developed down there at the uh, Oregon State uh, you know, campus. And I really believe that that's a, a, an up and coming one that we're gonna see more and more of. Uh, however, I think that there's some really good stable ones like Bonneville Power Administration. You know, we've for the hydroelectric and uh, plants, we've actually had them come to our college and, and hire. So, you know, it's a it's a wide breadth of of industry, mm -hmm. like you say, that for as where's an up and coming one right now? I I I'm in a crystal ball in my head. I could not really say. However, I do see that the hydrogen fuel cell uh, vehicles and those type of things, and especially in uh, that type of energy consumption, 
is also something that uh, is going to be up and coming even more here pretty soon. On a side thing with the hydrogen fuel cells, there's a, a group out of uh, Central Oregon Community College. It's the automotive group over there who actually has a National Science Foundation grant uh, for hydrogen fuel cells and doing some stuff like that with the uh, uh, high schools and, and those type of things. Kind of a neat process, uh, program that they got going on over there and trying to build that for at the center over there. So again, wow. one, of the, one of the reasons why I think that it's going to take off a little bit more, we have a pretty strong center uh, in, in Bend for that. I had no idea. That is very cool. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. that. No problem. All right. Let's jump ahead a little bit. When I was researching the program, I noticed that it's, it's geared for, you know, your, your fresh students coming in right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And then also workers returning either in the field um, and wanting to get some additional skills. Do you, can you, if, if you know off the top of your head, um, just a rough percentage of what you see there? Is it mainly your new students versus these returning workers or is it about the same? You know, I, I, I'd say it's about 70% new students and 30% older folks. But the, but the reality is that, you know, that's a, it's an ever-changing thing based on the economy. Sure. Uh, like, like a couple of years ago, uh, we had um, a huge influx of, of uh, employee and students coming in who were because of a, a local closure for a, a different type of a, well, a solar plant. And it was unfortunate, but they came back and they still wanted to do renewable energies, even though they were from a solar plant that closed down, they were more interested in doing that. So we had a huge population of, of returning students in comparison to the, the new, you know, uh, high school seniors coming in. We, we see on average, I'm going to say mostly the newer students, the younger students coming in really interested in it and uh, versus the older ones, just simply because the, if they're in a job already, the older, older people are typically going to stay there. They're not, uh, they're not leaving, coming to do this just yet, unless sure. you're retired. Yeah. Some of the diverse mindsets and experience mm -hmm. will bring, bring some yep. neat, neat results. Exactly. Um, so, so this is a great segue. So, as we know, entire industries have been really affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you see with, with this program and possibly maybe even some of your others being um, a place where, where workers can, can go um, of different backgrounds and ages to gain these skills and join the renewable energy workforce? Oh, I absolutely 100% believe that that's going to be a, uh, a place that they can go to gain do gainful employment. You know, uh, currently we're we're still teaching face to face labs. So we're uh, while we're doing Zoom and online education as far as lectures. You know, these students are coming in here because they they want the hands on. You know, we're our experiments and stuff in our renewable energy is literally to make renewable energy or to harness that. Uh, they're you know, put, putting solar panels up and and looking at asthmuses and seeing what's happening with that. So I think that all ages and everything else are going to want to still do this, and even more so because I think um, with the amount of closures that we're seeing and the yeah. people being home and stuff, they're starting to see how much energy they're really utilizing. I think this is really going to draw uh, attention to what their energy footprint is. Mm -hmm. And what what they need to do to maybe help change that, and I think that's going to be a, a residual part of this COVID nineteen uh, pandemic is that we're going to start seeing more people who are more apt to want to live, and as we saw it, 
want to live off the earth, live off the ground, uh, you know, individually, you know, planting gardens and doing everything that they should be doing in the first place, in my opinion, uh, but, uh, but, but also making energy, you know. I think you're right there. That is really cool to hear. So this is something that I've thought about and, you know, it's, it's been nice to, to be in a climate now to where it's a little bit easier to, to breach these sort of topics. But I remember when I was in grade school and mm -hmm. I've always been, you know, passionate about science and, and the arts and all that sort of stuff. And I remember when we would have, you know, our, our lab days or we'd have presentations the interest in those sorts of things was pretty balanced between every one mm -hmm. of my classrooms, whether male or female or background or economic, anything like that. It was pretty balanced. And then, you know, now as I'm an adult and I see the people that are out there and also being in, in the creative field, you know, I'm dealing with photos representing certain areas of renewable energy and jobs and that sort of thing. And it really does tend to skew, skew male and, and Caucasian. How do you think we can we can maybe bring some balance back to that? Or how do you think maybe we're, we're losing those other demographics along the way? Well, you know, I've had a... Um... You know, you're talking about the male and demographics, and I've had some young fe uh, females come through the program also. And you know, it's a they, you really got to be passionate about it, especially it, knowing that you might be outside in the weather uh, all the time, or climbing towers, or having to you know climb a 525 foot you know wind turbine, or do those type of things. And so, I think some of the work is. It's just maybe I, I don't know. It just seems to be that they're just not accustomed to thinking that they can do it, which we know they can. And yeah. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing that we're really trying to change here is that the the folks who are getting involved with this are are making big differences. Uh, the uh, the young ladies I've have had in here have done a wonderful job outside uh, doing uh, whether it's solar panel installations or doing any type of wind turbine stuff. And even biomass. Uh, I've had one young lady who she was. They were all interested in doing biomass, and so her and her um, fiance at the time, they started up a biomass facility, and that's what they're they're still running it uh, to this day. They're actually doing uh, yeah, doing, doing reclaiming of stuff, and I think it's awesome for them to do it. So I think we all bring unique talents to and ideas and thoughts to each of these markets, and I think that it takes all of us to do it. So. As soon as we start realizing that's really the truth that people need to be looking at, I think we're going to start seeing more people come in there. At the same time, uh, you know, we're talking about demographics and about how to do this. One of the things I do is I go to a lot of conferences during the summer or some other things, uh, National Science Foundation, and this has been a big topic about how do we get a, a changing demographic in there? Uh, how can we really harness these other ideas? How can we really harness these other people to uh, come into the workforce that we need. And, you know, there's this, uh, again, it's on a national level, but there's a lot of reverse discrimination. I'll put kind of that terminology, but maybe it's wrong. But the students will typically look for people who look like themselves to learn from. And unfortunately, we just don't have that mass of people uh, from all these dem different demographics to uh, learn from. Um, I remember one of my former instructors, uh, Mary Bell B., I love her to death. I still do. She's an amazing woman, uh, amazing woman. People have no idea. Uh, but, you know, when she was there, we had a lot of female uh, 
students. And I think that's one of the things that we need to do. We just, we really do need to find people who are willing to teach from those different demographics to, uh, you know, inspire those folks who are wanting to do it. Um, I think that's the biggest, our biggest problem is right now, we, we can, and education does not pay the same as industry. Uh, you've got to really want to teach, and I'll guarantee you that you, you've really got to want to teach to to do this. And um, I think that's a, the biggest, our biggest problems in getting those people to to bring those demographics faster into our, our industry. And I would say faster because Right now, uh, I've got a beautiful, diverse student base. Uh, I'm, I, I look in my class and online as, as well as in class and uh, for face-to-face -face labs, and I've got all walks of life and, and demographics across the board. And it's just, it brings tears to my eyes just seeing everybody who's got the possibility. They all bring something yeah. unique. That's great to hear. You mentioned earlier when talking about how students and people gravitate to learn from people who look like them. And, mm -hmm. and I definitely agree it, it's been proven. I think it's just human nature mm -hmm. that that really would be would be a catalyst of, of opening up um, the, the diversity within the energy workforce. Do you have any thoughts or ideas of, of how to attract people to teach or to be at those, those top levels? I know it's hard. Well, <laughs> like, you really have to want to teach, but but have you? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, again, I I'm a person. You know, we go back. Uh, we're very much involved as a department in robotics competitions uh, from elementary school through high school, and we're constantly doing. You know, uh, what's called a you know working from the ground up, making sure we mm -hmm. people know who we are. And I think this is the same thing here that my students when they go out. Uh, they know that there's a job here with us that I want them to go out and get some good experience. And if they're interested in teaching, uh, they go out there and they start doing some teaching that they have a, a very good place to come back and teach. In fact, I got one young lady who uh, graduated recently soon, recent. And uh, can't say too much on that one, um, but I, I would I would love to have her come back because I think that she would make an excellent teacher as well as uh, be very good representative representative of her demographics, and so I'm hoping that that that, that occurs. Uh, so, but again. I want them to get stable where they can actually take a teacher's salary <laughs> and feel like they can actually live. Uh, and and so that might be a few years. I want them to have that experience too. So they can come back with that knowledge and that um, astuteness of having been out in industry that they can actually talk about industry with uh, clarity and, and not just be book learned. I think that's a really important thing for us. Right. A realistic, practical experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. beautiful. That's that's exciting. I, I bet it will happen. Well, I think that's that's pretty much all we have time for today. Was there anything else you wanted to share with me? Well, I would encourage anybody that uh, is interested in what we do is you know come talk to us, come to our website. Uh, if you have sites that are interested in having a uh, you know, an energy plan or something like that done for them. We've done uh, the Bay Luz up in McMinnville. We've done 
the Boys and Girls Club. We've done yeah. uh, exit Boys and Girls Club. We've done the YMCA before it was turned down. <laughs> we've yeah. we've done we've done farms, Setnicker Farms in Dallas. We've done all sorts of uh, locations. So if you have a place that is um, maybe kind of dancing with the idea that they might want to do something, but they don't know what they really want to do, it might be a good thing just to you know give us a call and say, hey, do you you know during the summer when you do this. Uh, have someone come down and take a look at what we're doing and maybe we can uh, uh, come up with a plan for them. Again, this is a great experience for the students. It would be a good benefit for them. Uh, they actually get something in return for it. They actually get a, the student's energy plan. And uh, I think that's a, it'd be a good win-win situation. That's my little plug for today. Well, thank you again, Chuck. This has been a lot of fun. Well, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's always fun to talk about the program and about where my students do and uh, you know where they go to and it's uh you know the renewable energy market here in oregon it's it's ready to really bloom i mean it's really kind of one of those markets that we can have a lot of and, I, and watching the, the wind turbines in central oregon grow you know north central has been nice but seeing but seeing the solar farms that we have around here in the salem area uh, outside especially out in amity it's amazing seeing how they've been popping up and stuff like that so uh, you know, that's what we're working for is to see more of those and uh, to provide those students to help out and maintain those and install them as, as much as possible. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And I hope to follow up with you in the future. All right. Thank All you right. very much. Well, folks, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you'd like to learn more about Chemeketa's Renewable Energy Management Program, go ahead and check out the show notes. I've left some links there for us, including links to find out more about the Oregon Department of Energy. Until next time, stay grounded.